0: Hey, thanks for checking out the special video for the Alliance Guys podcast. I'm Jay Cal, and I'm taking a walk down memory lane because it was literally 365 days ago, one year ago, that uh, a contingent of wrestling fans from across the United States came to Atlanta, Georgia. We came to Atlanta, Georgia, to bear witness to the first ever set of television tapings for the national wrestling alliance we would later find out that this would be the nwa power the beloved franchise of this billy corgan era of the nwa it had brought a lot of memorable moments i mean it put of course nick aldis on the highest of pedestals for all of the fans of the national wrestling alliance to admire and to see Uh, the maturation of our world's heavyweight champion on a weekly basis. But what it also gave us was the creation of Strictly Business. The stable that Nick Aldis formed with uh, his insurance policy, Camille, his best friend, uh, Thomas Latimer, and of course, recently departed, Royce Isaacs. Now, Latimer and Isaacs made up the NWA World Tag Team Champions, having won those titles from the Villains Enterprise. That would be PCO and Marty Skrull. Excuse me, not Marty Skrull. Brody King. Forgive me. Uh, we would see the debut of, of one angry beer drinking cowboy, James Mother F Storm. He was our NWA national champion. Now he had appeared on the NWA pay-per-views prior to this. He was at the, uh, He was at the Crockett Cup 2019 to challenge Colt Boom Boom Cabana for that NWA national title and was able to win that title and ring of honor down the road. Uh, We would see the debuts of guys like Ricky Starks. Now, he was a part of the NWA 70th anniversary show, but he really came into his own on NWA power, winning the NWA national, excuse me, the NWA television championship, only losing it to uh, Zicky Dice. Uh, Shortly after winning it, Ricky Starks would then leave the company after losing the uh, television title. Zicky Dice, everybody's favorite Zicky Dice, uh, came to prominence here on NWA Power. He had the the audacity to just grab people's attention and uh, not let go. He is still the reigning uh, television champion and recently announced will be uh, making his debut on Primetime Live other wrestlers we we were introduced to or or got to see up live and in person eli drake who uh again a lot of buzz was that he had joined the nwa he was going to put the nwa on his back he was coming after nick aldis now that match never came into fruition but we did get to see nick uh eli drake make an impact with uh the nwa no pun intended as he and James Storm would end up winning those tag team titles towards the end of the run of NWA Power. Um, Some other stars that we would see join the program would be Trevor Murdoch and Aaron Stevens. The accumulation of their feud from NWA Power came to a conclusion uh, last night, excuse me, on Primetime Live when Trevor Murdoch became the new NWA national champion, a title that... uh, you know, Aaron Stevens won under dubious circumstances and kept under dubious circumstances. Uh, but we saw that feud kind of play out from beginning to finish, from NWA Power to now Primetime Live, and um, so a lot of special moments that did happen. Of course, we saw um, the 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 meteoric rise of Thunder Rosa. You know, up until the start of nwa power it was just assumed that this was allison Kay's division to dominate little did we know that we would see thunder rosa and a whole new level really take not only the nwa women's championship to the next level but women's wrestling in general um now affectionately called the burke we even saw uh the debut of the burke at the um, nwa press conference which i'm gonna air um my recorded version of the press conference, I'm going to go ahead and put that uh, on following this to just kind of commemorate the moment uh, one year ago today, NWA Power had kicked off. Now, unfortunately, we have been sans National Wrestling Alliance Power since about uh, February. I mean, we had a few episodes. Uh, I think it um, the show ceased to air after March. Um, Of course, with concerns, growing concerns of COVID, they had to cancel the Crockett Cup 2020, which meant um, pretty much a stop in all of live production. No more live wrestling events for the NWA. And then, of course, going through restructuring in uh, early June, the NWA has not really produced a lot of content as of late. And honestly, United Wrestling Network and the partnership between David Marquez and Billy Corgan to create this Primetime Live has been a breath of fresh air for the fans of the NWA because we're actually seeing our champions being showcased. Uh, Of course, we have uh, the world's heavyweight champion, Nick Aldis, who defended that title against Miracle Mike Bennett uh, two weeks ago on Primetime Live. And then we had Thunder Rosa defend The Burke against Priscilla Kelling what some are calling one of the best women matches of the year and then last night again we had the accumulation of the, the long-standing for that National Heavyweight Championship we saw that take place uh, on Primetime Live as well Trevor Murdoch defeating Aaron Stevens there is good news guys there is good news uh, Nick Aldis has said that it is his hopes his aspirations to get power back on Uh, We have heard from Billy Corgan that said the NWA is not dead, that the uh, NWA power will be returning. We also know for a fact that, um, well, the NWA, as recent as today, sent out a survey to people who are subscribed to the NWA newsletter, asking them about trends and basically surveying to see who would be interested in uh, purchasing NWA pay-per-views. So... As much as we enjoy the Primetime Live, there could be a return for NWA power, but perhaps maybe under a pay scale, under a pay window. Uh, we don't know yet, but uh, at the very least, I'm I'm excited to see something happen with the NWA. Of course, we've had three championships defended in Primetime Live. Who uh, was Zicky Dice, the TV champion, expected to defend soon? So it's all getting very exciting, and I'm, I, for one, am looking forward to it. So without any further ado, here's the press conference that would announce NWA power. Are you a fan of the National Wrestling Alliance? Then you need to check out Alliance-Wrestling.com, home of the Alliance Guys podcast, Road Wild, and the DDW blog. Plus more NWA content, visit Alliance-Wrestling.com.
1: For the Velvet IA right
2: there. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the press event for the NWA studio show. We've got two nights of incredible action with some of the best athletes from around the world. And we're gonna get started by talking with some of them right now. When we're talking about the NWA, we're really talking about tradition, legacy and all the things that come with that. And I think one of the biggest parts of tradition is making sure that you have those people that were there from the very beginning and there that have stuck through it. And one of those people is, the whole reason that I'm in this business right now would be David Marquez, who's been part of the National Wrestling Alliance for decades now. David, come on out here. I would like you to say a few words. Who will be joining us on our broadcast, doing some of the interviews. David, thank you.
3: Well, thank you for being here. Atlanta is very special, to the National Wrestling Alliance for... Uh, Decades, really going back to the beginning of the organization. I joined the NWA in the mid-90s, um, brought in by a man who put Atlanta Wrestling on the map, Gordon Soley. Uh, by chance, I fell into broadcasting on camera that way, uh, more of a production person behind the scenes for many years, but uh, being a promoter. I went to war for this company. I lost. Uh, but luckily, we're back and all together. Um, I can't tell you how proud i am to work with everybody here and continue the history and tradition and respect and legacy of the national wrestling alliance uh, not just with david lagana who's a very good friend of mine uh, william corgan and the rest of the crew so i hope you all enjoy what we have planned um, the uh, georgia public uh, television facility is beyond beautiful uh, i produce a show called championship wrestling from hollywood and championship wrestling from arizona we have our own production resources But the magic that I felt yesterday within that studio was just, uh, uh, it blew me away. So I hope it does the same for you and everybody watching and eventually being able to see this uh, wherever it may play. So thank you guys for coming out. We appreciate the support and uh, we're going to have fun over the next two days. If you have any questions, we'll all be available later. But thank you for coming out. Good morning.
2: You know, I think it's really fitting that we actually have this press conference in a Hard Rock Cafe uh, because I, as all of you have probably followed the Ten Pounds of Gold, uh, William Patrick Horgens made it very clear that what we are making is a lot more like rock and roll. And uh, with rock and roll comes rock stars. And the first rock star to come out of the Ten Pounds of Gold was the champion at the time, the man who was challenging Nick Aldis for the Ten Pounds of Gold. Ladies and gentlemen, Tim Storr.
4: This is a big time for me personally. I grew up in Pine Bluff, Arkansas, and wrestling for me was defined at 6.05 on Saturdays. Um, The NWA from Atlanta, Georgia. And I knew that at any time that I watched that, that I was going to see the best of professional wrestling, and that's where we're at now. Uh, It's a time of excitement. In a time of opportunity for me. I held the NWA World's Heavyweight title for over 400 days, and I did that with pride. And I tried to do that with style, and I tried to do it with class, and I think I I accomplished that. And Nick Alvis beat me. And the truth to that is, no excuses, he beat me. I believe that Nick Alvis is the best champion in professional wrestling today. I guess the next question then is, if the two, if, they, if that is true, how do I think I can beat Well, uh, two things. Number one, I already have. As world champion, I beat Nick. Uh, number two, one of the things I think we have to be careful of in life is uh, giving people fuel. And Nick came and offered me an opportunity, and the opportunity was, you get one shot. If you accept it and you beat me, you climb back on the mountaintop again. You become the NWA world's heavyweight champion, the most prestigious title in the history of our sport. But if you lose, you never get an opportunity again. And that's like taking somebody that you love and holding them for ransom, because that gives you a lot of passion and a lot of fire, and he he motivated me. So the answer is, how do I beat Nick Aldis? The truth is, I can't afford to lose. Thank you, guys.
2: And of course, his challenger, a match that we've all been waiting for, this buildup has lasted two years, the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion, Nick Aldis with Camille.
1: And just thank you all for coming and talk about how excited I am to be a part of these historic television tapings. In Atlanta, or, you know what we're doing, but uh, you know, as the world champion, I get to speak somewhat for the brand and for everyone, but um, I'm just gonna speak for me and say that I didn't ever think that I would be in a position to be at the forefront of the return of something so significant and for it to be done in such a poignant and in many ways beautiful fashion. So, um, for me this is almost surreal because I didn't ever consider this as an option. You know, like many people, we saw the NWA almost as a a brand that had a a past and a history but not a current situation. Hey, come over here and talk to the people. Um, as you can all see, my son's with me, and that in itself is somewhat symbolic because to many fans the NWA represents a part of their childhood, you know. I've been coast to coast and across four different continents as the defending world champion and I get so many fans particularly in this part of the country who tell me stories about how their fondest childhood memories were sitting on their father's lap or their grandfather or their uncle or their you know and they're watching Georgia championship wrestling or they're watching Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling. They're watching Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes, The Four Horsemen, and, and the list goes on. And so for us, I'm fortunate to be able to have my son with me because he can now have his own memories. And I hope that we can help create some memories for the next generation of people. So maybe 20, 30 years from now, his generation will get to tell someone, I sat down with my dad and watched the NWA Studio wrestling from Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, we'll do innovation. Okay, perfect. Thank you very much. Well,
2: you. Future world champion, right there, for sure. <laughs> uh, the NWA has built a legacy not only with the 10 pounds of gold, mm-hmm. but also with amazing tag team competition. So that's why we're going to bring out the tag team champions right now, Tom Latimer and Royce Isaacs, the NWA World Tag Team. How do you
4: feel, Tommy? Pretty good. Tag team champs in the house. The wild cards. See, this is what it's all about. To me, is there's there's a legacy here. There's teams like the Rock and Roll Express, the Midnight Express. Well, me and Tommy, we're trying to build our legacy.
5: And that starts with these belts right here. We're very, very proud to be part of the NWA. Proud to be your World Tag Team Champions. And the one thing that you can guarantee over the next few days is some arsas will be kicked by me and my boy.
4: Enough said. Wow, God!
2: Coming up next is a man that I've uh, been able to have the privilege of following his career for a number of years uh, from when it started uh, in Hollywood at Championship Wrestling from Hollywood during the NWA days when I was in the stands before Dave Marquez gave me my shot uh, at the mic there. So I'm very excited. This is the one, the only, Eli Drake.
5: You said it, you heard it. For those of you that don't know, it's about time you do. My name is Eli Drake. Here we are at the NWA. You're talking about history being made right now, today. Right down the street, we're going down there to the GPB Studios, and we're going to bring a little taste of the past with a little flavor of the future for you. But as I stand here, I look back at the road that I've traveled and I look forward to the road that I'm going to travel down, and I think, man. There's a lot of real estate to cover. There's a lot of road to cover. Because you got men over here holding titles. I ain't holding a title. But when I think about it, the question's always in my head. Who's the champ? And you know what I want to hear? I want to hear that one answer. I want to hear Eli Drake. And I put it to you like this, one way or another, whether it's that title, American title, whether it's any title on this earth, you can bet your absolute 100% bottom dollar, you will see me wearing gold. Why? Because I am gold. That's exactly what this is. So I'll tell you right now, witnessing history, I'm going to make history, I'm going to make trends, we're all going to be doing it, and you're coming along with us. So I'll tell you like this, put your seat belts on, get ready for it because it's coming. And that's not an insult to that, it's just a fact of life. Yeah.
2: We have uh, a few more champions to bring up that I'm sure you're all excited to hear from. Here's one that I think is uh, personally a little upset that the bar's not open yet. But here it is, Cowboy James Storm, the NWA National Champion. You expect me to talk to these people or something? If you could, wonderful. <laughs> about what? About you being the National Champion.
0: i excited
2: you are
4: for these uh, two nights of action. Yeah, can't you see how excited I am to be the National Champion? What, what? You got drunk or something? Jesus Christ! You know, uh, it is actually a good day for uh, the NWA, and uh, I'm very excited to see where uh, this promotion can come and go. But as far as the people that run it behind the scenes, I really don't give a damn about them. Uh, they can all ride in hell and die with Gary, as far as I care. Uh, but uh, this right here is. Uh, it's going to be very hard to take from me, and uh, I uh, welcome any challenger who does because I just like knocking people's ass out, so thank you. Oh, look, another storm. <laughs> better sit over here or we may have a hurricane swing. <laughs> Get it, hurricane. All right, folks,
2: we got one more champion in line for you right now, AK-47 Allison K, the NWA World's Women's Champion.
1: Hello, everyone. How
5: you doing? Good,
2: good. The thing about this green room back here, we can't hear anything that's going on. I don't want to come up here and ramble just to hear myself talk, so I'm going to keep this short and sweet. I have a lot to say tonight and tomorrow. So, uh, there is not a man, woman, or non binary on the face of this earth that can take this championship from me. I am here to hurt people, and that's what I'm going to do. Now, I know a lot of you are here, have a lot of questions, specifically something that we've seen a lot on social media. Where are we going to be able to see the show? When are we going to know the name of the show? When are we going to be able to see the show? And to answer those questions for you right now is William Patrick Court.
6: Welcome, everyone. How are you? We're great. We're good. So, very excited to be in Atlanta. I have a lot of history here. I recorded the Siamese Dream album here in 1992, 1993. So whenever I come here, I think of the good times. And uh, so excited to be in Georgia, to start this new era of the N.W.A. The N.W.A. back on television, which of course, in 2019 means a lot of things, and we're very excited because we're going to make the show available to everyone for free, so the whole world can watch it. It'll be available Tuesdays at 6:05 in honor of the 6:05 live show. Nice. So, we're very excited about that. Also, like to present our new belt, the champion, our great champion. going to put the belt over. <laughs> uh you. Anyway. Uh, we went back to a, more of an old school design for the women's belt to uh, to really honor the great tradition of the NWA. Uh, starting, of course, with Lula and Mildred Burke. Um, I think they would be very proud of the fact that women's wrestling has come so far in the 21st century, and so we're really uh, honored to honor them with bringing back an old school design with the belt. Um, Does anyone have any questions?
2: Why is studio wrestling now? Why do you think it's relevant again?
6: I think that um, one thing that uh, is lost on on the average fan is that wrestling's position with television has always been strong because it's a cheap uh, form of entertainment to produce, and the fans are very, very loyal. And I think studio wrestling will be very pertinent going forward because it'll allow us to pivot very quickly into a 21st century mind frame as far as content, as far as how we get things across. I think it'll adapt very well to meme culture. Um, we want to create moments, and I think for us particularly, this is the perfect situation with uh, the advantages here in Georgia. Um, of course, being able to hear in terms of talent, um, the great history. Um, we're literally right next door to the, to, to the CNN uh, campus where uh, a lot of the wrestling that we grew up influenced by the NWA is still modeled after, of course, was literally happening a block away from where we'll be filming. So historically uh, and energetically, we feel this is the right thing. I'd um, also like to introduce the. Uh, should we show up the graphic too? We'll, we'll okay, down. we should just sent out the graphic. So the name of the show is Power. <laughs> <laughs> it's our running. It's our running uh, kind of wing. It's a W E R R
4: Power.
6: Okay. Power. There you go. It'll well, be you, you, know you on the on the promo. <laughs> so, um, any other questions?
4: Is that's
1: it. On what? Oh. There is, I want to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Is there a specific metric you're looking for? How are you measuring success with this or that? Yeah, with... that's a very interesting question
6: because I've had um, I've had those same conversations with uh, people in wrestling as far as uh, uh, network television. They, of course, want to understand our economics, and they're used to the traditional economics, which is if you're not making money, you're not advancing. And I would point very quickly to the UFC model. UFC, when it was a distressed brand, was offered around from anywhere from one to two million dollars. Obviously, the Fertittas bought it for roughly around two million dollars. They ran at the loss for a very long time, and they sold the company for 4.123 billion, something like that. So, I think in this culture, people are starting to really understand the difference between uh amazon's another example where you can run at a loss but by growing the brand and by growing the, the global appeal of a brand um, the value is in the brand and when i purchased the nwa the first question people asked is what are you really purchasing you know you're basically purchasing three letters isn't that the rap group ha 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 um, we of course have been astounded by the amount of love that people have for the nwa of course we thought we knew but we've been astounded by what exists So, by showing some love, by showing some respect, now you see the value of the brand starting to kick in. And I think we'll really see it now by bringing out an old-school fan that still is um, is not attracted to some of the current wrestling product, which is fine, it's a competitive marketplace. But secondarily, I think we'll be able to run at a a faster pace in this this market. So um, I own 100% of the NWA, and and the idea is I'm going to do it the way I want to. just like I did with my van, I'm going to prove that we have a place in the marketplace that is really unique. Um, we don't have to adhere to the to the um, to the same mores and, and economic codes of the past, and that, in many ways, is why Rustic has not progressed as a creative um, uh, as a cre- creative endeavor. And I think that's obviously one of the arguments that AEW is making is that there is there is room for innovation. I'm all for that, and I think we are we're, we're prove that we're going to be able to innovate in our own way. So. Um, and that also goes into the into the into the mindset of why we're going to make the product available for free until we find a really. Uh, this, the show will be available on uh, on Tuesdays at six oh five, um, and uh, are we Eastern uh, then? Eastern, Eastern time. Eastern uh, time. Facebook and uh, sorry, YouTube. YouTube, sorry. Okay, it's a little early for me. No uh, restrictions. No restrictions. So, whole world market will, will have the product available. I know and then you've we'll had that question well. I'm sorry. I said I know you've had that question like repeatedly. Yeah, Should yeah. That? No, I mean, look. It, at some point, you know, we can't run this way forever. We, we're here to to prove our, our our position in the world, and hopefully, at some point, somebody will step into the breach and want to do business the way we want to do business. I think that gets lost on some people. They think the fact that we haven't made a major move indicates some sort of weakness. It's actually the opposite. It shows our strength because we're not willing to make it that. And, uh, and I think that surprises, I've had a lot of meetings over the last few years, and even going back to when I was having meetings involving TNA, I think it surprises people when you don't come in with the traditional playbook and ask for the traditional things. I think that makes them sit up and pay a different type of attention. So that deal will come, and when it comes, I think we'll be ready because we'll already be up and running. It's, it's a lot harder to prove a concept when you go into a meeting and say, yeah, here's what we're gonna do on paper. I think the fact that we're gonna go out and prove it starting tonight, I think we'll make a big difference.
0: Uh, Jason from alliance-wrestling.com. Hey, um, exclusivity exclusivity with talent. Uh, In the past, we know that the NWA champions have worked tried and true pro wrestling, championship wrestling from Hollywood, and various other entities. Will those champions still be allowed to work in these other promotions? And Does the NWA still plan to work uh, on a basis?
6: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we consider ourselves a free agent on the market. I mean, we're available to work with anybody from AEW to tried and true. Championship Wrestling for Hollywood to Ring of Honor, those relationships continue to be strong. Don't Don't is impact. We won't do any business with them. But um, uh, and obviously, of course, we'll do business with WWE. So you know, we're, we 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 feel we're more like a an early UFC or or Bellator. We feel like we're in the market and we can we can do whatever we want to do. And um, you know, you, you know, you have you have the champions right here. I mean. If somebody calls tomorrow and wants them to appear on television, we're, you know, think back to when uh, ECW guys would appear on on Raw. You know, I think fans really are thrilled by the opportunity that the world isn't so cookie cutter and so predictable that you kind of, you know, you can almost kind of predict what's going to happen. I think people really want innovation in the space. I think this uh, the social media era or whatever this you want to call it, the tech the tech era is proving that it's really about creating moments and that. That's totally why the NWA was created. The, the original alliance came together because they, the independent promoters realized that by banding together, they could create things. So I think our relationships with Ring of Honor, which of course extends into New Japan, we have good relationships with AAA. Um, I mean, we can do anything with anybody at any time. And I think I think we have done really well where we uh, where we have worked. With but I think now that we'll be out our own thing, I think we'll have even more power and staying power in the marketplace. It isn't just about the history of the NW, It'll be about the current history of the yes sir.
1: Do you ever see any community outreach element to what you do? So say there's about five or six wrestling schools in Atlanta, yeah,
2: one one yeah. full
1: power factory. He works with a lot of disadvantaged kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's also soccer in the streets in Atlanta which uses sports help sure. to help with children and stuff. Do you ever see like having a relationship with the wrestling school or anything? Yeah, I, I
6: think I think um, the altruistic part of, of uh, what I do in the entertainment business uh, always extends. I think it's difficult when you don't have your feet under you, though, to start doing that. Because what ends up happening is, um, particularly, and I've done stuff with Make a Wish. Like if you don't really have your stuff together, they don't get the experience that they deserve. So um, I hope we're here in Atlanta for years to come. We're really excited. The, the Georgia uh, Public Broadcasting people been fantastic. The studio looks great when you, when you see it live, and. Um, I hope this becomes sort of like you know the, the actual wrestling home for us, and if, if it does, I, I can see us doing a lot of things in the community. Uh, wrestling's tradition with getting the community involved, um, uh, bringing in people from every walk of life. I think that's one of the great things. That's one of the great legacies of wrestling. It's is it's inclusivity. And uh, yeah, I would love to be involved. In this. Yes,
0: so. Uh, in previous shows, we we've seen the NWA in Nashville. We've seen the NWA in Charlotte. And you just said that the Atlanta is going to be the home for NWA television. Do you still continue to plan to run in different markets with the Crockett Cup or other specialty shows? Yeah.
6: Um, we feel we can run quite readily in the traditional NWA markets. Um, where we run, we've drawn, so it's the power of the brand. I think the difficulty is when you do something like that and then you don't have anything to back it up with. It's just a show, and then there's not something to follow. I think the TV now will set... A pace and agenda, particularly for talent, um, because um, you you have to book everybody out, we all have to ride, (laughs) including me, we all have to ride at the same destination at the same moment. So, um, yeah, we don't feel that running live is essential to our business model because in terms of brand building, what you want to do is really want people to know about the brand. But certainly we would like to get some revenue and we would like to build fan bases, uh, particularly here in Atlanta. And when you go into the Carolinas and stuff like that, those people are all still there. When we ran uh nashville um, you know i think we did the biggest gate in the history of that building what used to be the tna asylum so um yeah i mean it's, it's there to be had but as i've always said and i've said it to all the people that i've had meetings with through the years it's like we have to build the infrastructure we're not we just don't want to be a fly-by-night operation we want to we want to last and so brick by brick and piece by piece we're here and so this is a huge moment for us because it's taken us two years because we could have done this two years ago uh, but we wouldn't have the we wouldn't have the sort of gravitas in the market that we do now. People actually believe us. Where in the beginning they just thought, "I'm just coming in to blow some money," and it's almost like a weird vanity project or something, which couldn't be further from the truth. Like, like perfect example is I'm I'm not I'm not scheduled to appear on any of the shows uh, over the next two nights. I don't I don't I think really stars not being here. That's a perfect example. It's not really not about. So, well, one
2: more before we break
6: up. Oh, you really are a newsman.
1: Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, um, so we've seen a few exclusive talent signings and that Mm -hmm. sort of thing, but uh, I know obviously we've had some announcements for other folks coming into the shows this week. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you see yourself more dealing with a rotating cast or do you see yourself with more exclusive signings coming up logistically? Yeah, we view
6: ourselves as more like an old school territory where you would have a key talent um, under contract and then you're willing to work with whoever's on the open market. It works for them it works for you so i think that's the way we'll keep the show fresh um, but certainly the, uh, the talent and they're on, they're obviously on the stage we want to be with the business with them for a long time so that becomes part of the way we plan things out um, i think of it like a like a, a modern baseball roster you have to have the stars that are identified with your with your team and as long as the fans feel they have an investment in those people and, and there's a return on investment in terms of their attention and their love, then it's really worth making the investment all the way around. Um, I think, and I, and I don't mean this as some sort of uh, throwing shade, but I, I, I don't like how in the, in the indie market you'll see a talent on television and then you'll see them here and you'll see them there. I think it's ultimately, it ultimately takes away from the talent and it actually hurts the overall uh, independent wrestling market. I know there would be people who would disagree with that but I think, ultimately, talents are best served when they're identified with a particular company for a, 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 a period of time where the fans and the talent can kind of uh, find something that only can happen through that kind of commitment. And I think when you see uh, someone on television, and then you see them here, and you see them there, I think it, it ultimately weakens the statement that they're trying to make through the through the main uh, broadcaster. OK, thanks for coming. Okay. Um.
2: Gather up for a group photo right there. I'd, I'd like to thank Kyle Davis for setting things up here at the Hard Rock Cafe. He's also a member of our broadcast team, which you've been following on social media. You know that. And uh, I do have the privilege of giving you some breaking news right now. Uh, according to Dave Lagana, has just told me it's okay to announce that we will be having another paper show on December 14th. So stay tuned for all the information. It's going to be right here in Atlanta, live on Fight TV. So, very exciting time. Let's get everybody up here. We can get a nice group photo for everybody.